Hi, and welcome to another episode of Mrs. Motivation with me, Chrissy Clemente. Today I have with me my friend, Kristen. She is just the most amazing, bright, bubbly, beautiful personality woman um, that I've had the pleasure of knowing for many years. Um, We first met um, when I was becoming a spirit junkie with Gabby Bernstein. And now again, we've reconnected in the Soul Flow program and Love Vibe Immersion program with Andy. And um, I'm just so honored to have you here with me today. So thank you. Thank you, Christina. I'm so excited to be here and chat and talk and I'm just, we're hopping off of one chat to another. So I love it. Yeah. So we actually just recorded a live on Instagram um, where we talked about a bunch of amazing, beautiful things um, different than what we're going to talk about here. So if you want to head over to Instagram um, to check that out on Kristen's page, where, what's your Instagram handle? It's at Kristen Coulterman. So K-R-I-S-T-I-N-K-O-L-T-E-R-M-A-N. Perfect. So you can check that out there. Um, But today I just kind of wanted to take a deep dive into who is Kristen and like just hear more about your story. So I, um, I guess I just want to start with like, what were your dreams growing up? Like, what did you see yourself doing? And then what did that, um, what did that look like in physical form? Yeah. Oh, I just got like a little nervous. Um, because I think it's always when you're talking about yourself, it's so much easier to be asking the questions. Um, yeah, that's why I host it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I, so growing up, um, I've always been like an art school kid. I've been super creative, really intuitive from a, a very, very young age. And I think that that hasn't changed my entire life. Uh, super shy, total bookworm and always, um, and always in the pursuit of, of creativity and, and, and going from that path and place. Um, I think I've always been uh, tapped in spiritually in some respect. Obviously, I didn't have the language then that I did now. And, uh, but it's carried me through so many different milestones over the last couple of years. And Um, I think too, I've always wanted, I wanted to be in the creative arts in some capacity. I went to, um, art school for college. I, you know, was known as the art school girl in school. And, um, and that's always been such a big, big part of my life. Wanting to have this like creative career that's fluid and, um, moving in many different directions and multifaceted. Right. So is what you do now your first career or what were you doing prior? No, this is definitely the second. Um, The first, uh, I will say this, I have always um, kind of marched to my own beat. Um, I went to um, Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia, SCAD, um, for accessory design and fashion. So my first career technically was in the fashion industry, um, working for small businesses and always independent small businesses uh, in accessories. So 
my very, very first job at a college, I was working for this woman. She was an independent accessory designer and she had the most gorgeous handbags um, that were small batch made and her factories were in India and Italy. And we, I was pretty much her like one woman pick pack and ship uh, shop in a little office in the middle of Manhattan. <laughs> and I loved it. It was my first taste of, of being in the industry. Uh, but I was working in like a cubicle. And so I knew like pretty quickly that that was like not the direction, not the directive, uh, that first like go around. I loved the work, but something about like being confined by time was, was like my first like aha of like, okay, this is something I don't want in my career, in my business. And, um, how do we, you know, how do we change that? How do, what is the first like kind of ping, I guess. Right. Um, and then I kind of continued and stayed on that path. I took a small detour to become a yoga teacher because I really loved the practice. And this was many, many years ago when I was living in the city, I would run around the city trying out a million different, it felt like a new yoga studio was opening up on every street corner. So I was constantly, but every 30 days, I was a new student at a new studio which was amazing. I got to try out all these different modalities. And I found this little studio in Brooklyn, New York, where I fell in love. It was a very intuitive yoga practice. And I just fell in love. And that was kind of also my first ping of like, oh, wait, like I would really love to like teach this or be in spaces like this movement, body, you know, spiritual practice. So it was kind of balancing these two uh very different careers very like practical we're in the you know fashion accessory industry it's very like you know we're dealing with you know shipments from overseas and vendors and you know all these different like very practical things and then there was this like spiritual practice that was also starting to come in at the same time where I was getting lit up in both areas but they felt very far apart Right. Um, and so a year or so after that, I moved to Maine to become a yoga teacher. And then I fell in love with this yoga studio. I got my certification. I was teaching there and it was in this beautiful old building in Brunswick, Maine that used to be um, an old factory. And downstairs, there was a huge like 2,500 square foot shoe cobbler shop. And so I went to school to my senior project uh, had been to create accessories and shoes. So my modality is shoemaking. So I became a shoe cobbler and a yoga teacher, like at the same time, which was probably one of like the highlight moments in my career where I was like, oh, wow, like this, we really can like kind of have all of it and have both. And so I would go to work every day fixing shoes, tearing them apart, sewing things, gluing things back together, like recreating handbag handles, like use physically using like what I went to school to learn about. Right. And then I would go upstairs and teach like a restorative yoga class. And I was like, girl, I made it like this is great. Um, but what happened is it, it lasted for like two or three years. 
Um, but the, but what I noticed the company that I was working for was a really small business. And whenever you're doing something handmade or handcrafted, um, you know, it's, it's challenging to, to keep that momentum going in a, in a small business and keep that moving and grooving. And I knew, I just, I knew it, there was, it, we were ready to make the next transition. Um, my parents also too were having many health problems at the time. And so I ended up leaving, completely leaving that life behind. And I moved home um, back to Florida to help them with their health and all of that and completely start over. And so that was kind of like my first, if I were to look at like the big picture of it all, like the first take of like, kind of knowing what, what I, what worked and what didn't work. And then somehow it all just kind of coming together and then living in that embodiment of it. Um, so then I had to do it all over again, which was like, you know, I was going to say like, how, how does that, how did that make you feel to, to be in a place and in another state where you're like, I have everything that I kind of want you know, I have these two perfect worlds where I'm like shoe cobbling, which is amazing. And you don't hear a lot of women say, so like, I just need to address that. (laughs) Um, So shoe cobbling and then yoga and like things are finally coming together. And then you hear from your parents. So like, did that, how did that make you feel? Did it make you feel like, oh my God, I have to go throw this like dream life away and come and help them and focus on them. And I'm not focusing on me. And, or was it like, I get to go help them? Like, what was your state of mind at that point? I mean, I can't, I, it wasn't easy by any means. It was, I mean, hands down to date, probably one of the hardest decisions. Um, and there were a lot of factors that contributed to that transition. Um, I think a lot of life questions too were coming up at that time. Um, I was in a relationship I deeply cared about and we were watching all of our friends and and close, you know, people closest in our life getting married and like starting like the next like chapter of life per se. Um, So like that was popping up and then, you know, my parents were having a whole bunch of health things. And then the business uh, that I was in, was, um, we were kind of also in a transitional phase too, of like deciding, like, uh, we had downsized the business and trying to, you know, make it more cohesive for the community. And it was, there were a lot of challenges that came up with that space too. So I think it, it was this awareness of like multiple things kind of firing off, right? Like, you know, we can stay, or I can stay and work this out. Or is this like the fork in the road? Is this like the moment of movement now? And I think the pull was so strong in like need this need for for, for just that something, the something that I couldn't really like put my finger on. Like I, while all that was happening, you know, I think in any time when you're, you know, a dreamer or, you know, you're in your vision, it's like, you have this vision of like what something could look like. 
And sometimes it'll pull you in a direction that like doesn't seem logical or it doesn't seem like you, like that's the right next step. Right. And so I think it was a compound of like a whole bunch of things happening. And then ultimately a decision had to be made uh, of like, of what that, of what that looks like. And I ended up, um, I also got another job in the process of that, mm. that I think also made it a little easier to transition because I, um, I was still in my career. It was working with shoes, uh, but I was able to be home. I was able to be closer to my family and help them in the process. And so I think that anchor where it wasn't like I was just moving home to figure it out, but like there was sort of a plan and motion and action while all this other stuff was in question allowed that transition to happen. I mean, it was extremely hard and probably to date one of the hardest things I've ever had to decide, but it's in, but I think back on that, like even now in this moment and I'm like, wow, like had that all not happened the way that it did. I mean, who knows, I mean, this would have been like where I am today would have been totally different. There's no other way it would have happened that way. Right. So yeah, I mean, I think that, um, it wasn't easy, the decision, but also there were some stuff in play and, you know, I was being guided. I was being pulled for sure. So you left like everything, it sounds like behind, mm-hmm. um, and then you transitioned to Florida. Yes. So like enter new job and then the stress of your family and then your relationship, I'm sure was going through some sort of transition state at that point, since you transitioned to Florida. And so how, like, what, what did that feel like? And what did that, um, what kind of shape did that take afterwards? Like, how did you get to realizing like, I'm great at shoe cobbling, but like, I need something else. And yoga, of course. Um, I mean, I always jokingly refer to this period as like Stella trying to get her groove back. Cause I was like, um, I mean, I was a mess. I think I was holding it together because there were, there were places I needed to. Um, but I was having to like, you know, live on my own for the first time in a four year period or not have a completely different lifestyle than what I was doing before. Um, I mean, when I left, I unfortunately left, like I closed the door of like friends and family and like people that I really loved and cared about because I knew the transition needed. It was that vision that was like pulling that forward and as hard and as challenging as that was, it just is the way that it ended up playing out. So when I was in this space of like trying to figure it out, um, it's funny, you'll laugh at this. I somehow I came across, um, it was the first time I had heard of Gabby Bernstein. And so the first time I had heard of her work and I remember thinking, uh, watching something like on YouTube or something that she had posted. And I was like, who is this woman? She's like this spicy New Yorker who like is talking and like spitting these like spiritual truths. She's like wearing this, like trendy outfit like she sounds like me she like looks like me like I could identify myself in her and I'm like okay wait a second like pump the brakes people like who is this person 
And, but what she was saying was landing for like kind of the first time in my life. And I, and I can't really tell you like exactly what it was. It was just a combination of things. And at that time she was really, and this was like six or seven years ago, she was really talking about like her course in miracles work and like, um, these ideas and principles and practices of how we're viewing and looking at the world and how we're programmed and like all these conversations. And so I started watching one thing and then next thing you know, you're like down the rabbit hole of, of content and like things of, of these types of conversations. And I was like, huh, this is all like really so interesting. And it was giving language to things I was feeling, right. but I couldn't articulate yet. And I was like, okay, Gabby, like, I hear what you're saying. Like, I get what you're, you're putting out there. Like, I hear you loud and clear. And, but I don't know if I believe you. Like, I don't know if I believe what you're saying to be true and that it's changed, you know, not that it's not changed for life, but that like, you know, that it could work necessarily for me. And so of course it was really this, like, I mean, she would never know this, but like, to me, I was like trying to prove her wrong in my life. So I would like learn a lesson and then try to apply it to my life. But the crazy thing is that then, then what would happen after that is the miracle would occur. The thing would like occur. And I was like, what is this? What is this? Like, what is going on? Yeah. This is bananas. Right. And, um, and so it was then in that, in this like six to nine, 12 month period where I was just consuming so A Course in Miracles, Gabby's work, um, Chris Card, you know, all these spiritual leaders in our community, um, who had lives that looked like, sounded like, felt like the ones I was trying to aspire to. And yeah, I mean, it would like, I would learn something and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to see if this works for me. And then I would like, you know, something would happen something would happen and something would happen. And I was like, okay, hold up. What is this? And this is, this is amazing. Like, so the more I'm going to, I'm going to like try to draw a connection and connect dots here. I would assume the more you listened to Gabby, and put yourself in that sort of energy and mindset was how you came to meet a lot of the women that you now run in circles with. Yeah, massively. So when you were in Florida taking care of your family and you had this new job, you found Gabby, like what was the moment when you're like, you know what, like this doesn't serve me as much anymore. And I'm going to do more work on figuring out like what I, like why I am so drawn to Gabby, like why I see so much of myself in her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lot of what we were talking about earlier of like putting yourself in circles of, of those that showcase or mirror possibility. And so it took a while, like it took a few years. Cause I, at the time I was working for a budding, um, shoe company. And as I was applying these lessons, I was learning like things would happen. I would get a promotion or I get a raise or like the next adventure come and then start, I was starting to carve out this, uh, like career for myself doing things like I, that I wanted to do. And I had built this relationship with the owner of our company um, that was very 
it, she allowed me space to bring to the table ideas of how to better the business. And I think that those moments where I was like learning things and then saying like, oh, how can I apply this to business? Mm -hmm. And then let's implement it. Like those were like the dots of like connection. And so I started like rising in this company pretty quickly. Um, And they're a retail store and they had many stores all over the country. And suddenly I was like flying everywhere and like doing a whole bunch of traveling and then, um, and getting these different promotions. And, but at the same time that this was happening, I was also putting myself in circles of, of the work, like physically, like in person and virtually. And I remember one in, I think in 2017, um, I was on a job and Gabby had just put uh, Spirit Junkie Masterclass, the digital, her level one digital out. And that was the first program I'd ever invested in. And I was like agonizing over it because which is crazy because at the time I was making the most money I'd ever made, but I was in so much in lack and scarcity and disbelief of like, of how I could create this work in the world or what even was this work in the world was the bigger question. And how do I play a part in that? Um, and I had joined the digital program and that was kind of like the first moment of like thinking like, wait a second, here I am like in the throes of this business and, and, and in this, I wouldn't necessarily say hustle culture, but there was definitely like this, like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta get it, gotta get it, gotta do it, you know, like that kind of energy. And I was like, wait a second, like, is that how this works? Like, yes, I grew up with the ideology that like, you are in high school, you go to college, you go to college, you're in the relationship, you're in the relationship, you get married, you get married, you buy the house, you buy the house, you have the kids, you have the kids, you live this life, and then you retire. Like that was kind of how I viewed life. Right. That's what I was taught how to view life, but that's not how I felt I needed to view my life. And so here it is now fast forward, I'm sitting in this hotel room, like having started that track that train and being halted and say like, wait a second, I believe in things differently. And now how does that all play out? And so that like hitting purchase, I think was the first time where I was like, I'm taking an action towards it and I have no idea what I'm doing Yeah, and how I can intertwine all of those, even though years prior, somehow I had was already in that manifestation of like being a shoe cobbler and a yoga teacher and like, you know, creating this like world and life. And it was like, you forget. Exactly. In the hustle of it and in the building of it. And, um, it was there, it was that like hotel room where I was like alone. I'd been traveling, I'd been working like crazy. And then I was like, wait a second, you know, I don't know. Again, that vision, like pinging that day to say like in the last hour too it was like the countdown was there's like a countdown on our website or something and I was like okay <sighs> here we go you know um but then it like it led me to spaces and it led me to ideas of again models of possibility yeah just meeting like-minded people even um because I did I did spirit junkie digitally as well. It might've been that year. Did we meet that year in 2017? At- mm, I think it was the next year when we did it live. Yeah. yeah. 
the next year. So I had done the digital maybe like in 2018 mm-hmm. and then I did, mm-hmm. but it was, it's a lot of like pressure and you're like putting a lot of stock into following like a gut feeling, Yes, mm-hmm. you know, each time you sign up for something like that. So after you hit sign up, like, how do you feel like that changed the direction of your life? Well, it started planting seeds majorly, um, you know, just being in, like you're saying, in the community and seeing um, people show up in different ways in their lives and being vocal about it or sharing or, um, I don't know, I just, I also, I think I deeply, deeply craved like a world of my own making and I didn't I was having a hard time subscribing to like building the dream or business bluntly for somebody else. And so I think that was also weighing on me too. Although I loved the work I was doing and I was very good at it. Mm-hmm. There was still a part of me that was like, mm, like what, it, what's going on here? Um, and then in October of that year, 2017, and you guys, you go on my Instagram, I just posted about this yesterday, which is kind of the first time I've ever really shared, but I was sharing snippets of this application that I had written um, to apply for my first one-on-one coaching program. And I had really never heard about one-on-one coaching until like obviously getting into the digital program and knowing that that people were doing that. And so I filled out this application really late at night. It was like midnight on in October of 2017. And um, the answers to those questions like are gut-wrenching. Like I said things like I wanted to be like seen and heard and have clarity. I wanted to create financial freedom. I wanted to... Um, help others. Like I wanted to be in a supportive role, a supportive capacity while also building my dream while also figuring out like what that is and being in spiritual circle and be practical at the same time and create this duality in a career, which I had been doing, but there was something else there. And, um, and there was, it was like gut, it's like gut wrenching to read it. Cause I was in such a place of uh, my on the outside externally, my career was thriving. I was making the most money I'd ever made in my career. Um, I was doing work that I loved with people I loved, and and yet there was this like ping in my heart where I was like, oh gosh, like I just I want to be of service and I want to show up and I want to um, I want to be in circle and I want to I don't know I want to do these things that I was I was watching like others create in a way. And I also too, like, I didn't want to be the coach either. Like for a really long time, that word coach is always, it hasn't even sit well, that hasn't sat well with me either. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know, and I believe, I believe in a, a higher power. I believe that there's been visions and things placed on my heart and I've been put in places for a reason. So I knew that. So I knew whatever would to, would come of it would be, would come of it. Right. Uh, so I hit send and then, and it was with Andy Love, first coach ever. And I agonized over that decision 
we didn't actually start working together until the following July. So she followed up with me for like eight months and like would just check in and would just continue to like pop up. And I was like, what is with this chick? Like she, I was in so much lack and fear. And it's, I think it's that Marianne Williamson quote of like, we're so, we're more scared of our light than the dark, right? Of our own brightness and light. And I was also trying to kind of walk the line of like being in this corporate-ish kind of space. And then also the spirituality stuff. So it was very confusing for me. And then I, in my head, I was like, why am I, and I know you can relate to this, like, why am I paying this person X number of dollars to like help me with my life when I grew up in a very like Italian family who like did the things themselves, right? Like we didn't talk about these. I didn't grow up like this. Like we didn't talk about. No, absolutely. Paying others to help us with our own ish, you know? Yeah. Um, But what I saw in her was what was possible. And I saw, I was constantly watching and like, digging into her content. And I was like, okay, here's another one. Another woman who like is speaking my language. The things that she's saying are leaving an imprint. And I don't know, there's something here and I just can't explain it. And she never pressured me. Like not one time did she like take my money over the, over, you know, the phone call. Did she pressure me into joining her container? Did Um, we have any leading conversations? Did she lean on my pain points? Like none of that BS. And I was like, okay, like there's something here that feels really good in the experience um, and also having those conversations. And then we finally met in person. Um, Again, very loving, very caring, like very non-attached. And I was like, okay, like I've been in her world. I've been witness. I'm, I was very observant of like what was happening, what she was doing. And then we finally started working together. Um, I, again, another moment, like a year later, like signing that contract to say like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to figure it out. And what's funny is the first, I was like, I don't even know what I'm getting on to talk about with this woman. Like, it's kind of like when you're going to therapy that doesn't really work for you, like that certain type of therapy that doesn't work for you. Yeah. And you're like telling this person like, oh, everything's great, but I can't just <laughs> why I've hired you because <laughs> I don't know. I just know that like, there's a ping of, of something that's like not being fulfilled and I need to, I don't know how to figure it out. And so right. here we are. Um, so I'd say that would be another mile marker of then discovering and having these like types of conversations where then I, my brain would like get off the calls and be like, huh, like interesting. Um, and just have me thinking in a different mindset, a different direction. And then the real catalyst of all of that happened. Um, I flew to her house in 2019 for a VIP day, again, an in-person experience and being in the energy of that I was like whoa like there 
there's this is for real and it's tangible and like what she has created I deeply deeply believe in and if nobody else does at least there's one person I can connect to right that could keep me and so I would start like applying things I was learning in the in the business I was in but still knowing that there was something different something else happening so it's been like this, you know, trajectory of moments have led to certain things. And now um, it's, it's really funny because a few months after that, I um, applied for her retreat manager position. And so I, cause I knew. I saw, I saw her post something about that. Yes. And I was like, I want that. Yeah. But I knew I was smart enough at the time to know that I wasn't in a place because I couldn't support myself. There was no way that I could be this. I wanted to be that person. Yeah. But I knew that I couldn't be. Same. Same. Yeah. No, but you, but you are. (laughs) So I applied and we interviewed and because many years ago, I, um, I had always had this hidden like uh, path I never walked and it was in event planning and it was in creating experiences for people. And so I had a couple of moments throughout my life where I had created these really beautiful experiences for engagements, for parties, for whatever. And the joy that came from that, of that service, I was like, I could totally do this. So I ended up applying, we interviewed, it was down to three people. And she ended up picking somebody else, but wrote me and said, listen, now let's keep the conversation going. And I was like, oh, of course I was like extremely bummed. Um, But then I was like, all right. So I continued on with my life. I was working, still working for the shoe company I was working for, traveling like crazy, like doing a million trillion different things. Um, And then that October or August, we ended up going, um, Gabby was doing masterclass live the last time she did it live. And then we had an event, Andy had an event there where she launched her mastermind program. And so that again was like another moment of like, I have to do this thing. Like, I don't know how the money's coming. I don't know where this is the highest thing I've ever invested in. Here we go again. But I have trusting that, like, I have to do this. And I was texting my like partner, like I'm, I have the deposit, like, we're going to do this. And he was like, you know, go for it. Um, and so I ended up joining cohort four and then the craziest stuff started happening. I ended up leaving that. I ended up negotiating a transition from the company, um, to do the same work I was doing, but in a different, less, con- less confined, um, less overseeing. I wasn't seeing as many people. I was overseeing a huge department, um, at the time and I wanted more freedom in that. And so we spent like six months negotiating that transition. And then by December, I was freelancing. I incorporated my company. I, um, had a huge ego death in the realization of like, what did I do? Like, I just left a cushy, financially secure job 
that's typical and you know everyone would approve of follow my spiritual path um and then January and February kind of came and went and then the pandemic hit and it just that was like that's been one of like obviously from you know most people and everybody you know a huge like hit of really figuring out like what your service is in the world right and I spent the whole month of of April uh doing nothing for like probably the first time ever in my entire life like no income coming in no responsibilities at home self-care like just trying to survive and then I had messaged Andy and I was like listen like I need to do something I want to be of service like what do you need do you need help with anything and she was like actually yeah I do but we had built such a relationship up until that point and I was like okay give it to me and so then I was just like pulling from all of my different skills I had learned over the years and um, we started with the facilitator manual for SoulFlow. And that was like a 10-page Word document that turned into, at the time, 140 pages. We like wrote a book in like a month and a half because also her program was transitioning. Right. It was way different than it does now. It was like a couple of calls and then a four-day training program at Carpalo but everything had shut down. And so even for her, it's like, she had to reevaluate what business looked like and following her nudges and visions. And I just wanted to be of service deeply. So it was like every day I was like in the work of what, what was being created. And then it's just evolved. It's been this like ongoing involvement of like both of us, like really following the nudge of like the next step that feels in alignment for both of us right um and so it's been really cool and so like now today like to tie the knot of it all it's like I I'm her program coordinator her you know we talk about spiritual solutions um we are creating some really epic products like it's been this rocket ship we've stepped onto and like the facility Tater program has been like a huge catalyst for that and has allowed me to really step in too to like being in these circles and having these conversations and community of women um, who want to do work differently who want to show up differently and want to be rooted in that and like that's I'm like that blows me away so it's like we're going on retreat and having these circles of experiences with her clients um, and I get to create we get to event plan we get to you know have an idea and turn a space into this like really beautiful healing container um, with all of the like juicy sparkle of it um and be in the hustle of that and in the work of that and in the service of that and so now I'm like oh wow like it's I don't know if I've ever really like I've, I've always been connecting the dots along the way but it's really cool to see it in action because I feel like I've hit that space where I'm like wow like I'm able to do all of these things right and then some even bigger it's even better I think when when we I originally applied for that 
like this is better than what, this is like better than what you this job is better than what you applied for originally technically for sure and we constantly joke about it I mean there are boxes are hysterical where we're just like if we both two had um I think forced it too is really important it's like we've just been following the nudges and the steps and like I mean, yes, I'm a little like pushy sometimes. It's the Italian in me. And like, I kind of knew what I wanted. And I, I also went after it too, but it was very aligned. It wasn't like I was trying to make something happen. Right. um, And there were other things, there were other factors involved too that contributed to the timeline. So yeah, I guess my my full Full circle circle moment. And it's, it's really cool because- I mean, I was thinking that at some point that you had said that you were traveling a lot with this shoe company and um, you were supporting them in such a way that you could see their growth and you thought to yourself like, oh, well, I'm rocketing their growth. Like, what about me? And almost in a way, um, this job has some similarities where you're traveling a lot you're supporting somebody, but the beauty of you and Andy together, um, for me is like something you had said, like, like when you work for somebody else, you're working for them, for their success. Like when I was a beach body coach, I felt like, okay, I'm making beach body, but like I'm making some sort of money for myself, but I'm supporting them. I'm supporting their minds. Like I'm just, there for them but for this like you're supporting andy but you're also creating a space and a container to support so many other women for their growth and simultaneously you've been able to grow independently from your job with andy i've seen you have a lot of personal growth so it's not like you've been bogged down by like oh my god i have to work so much for this other company that i can't focus on me it's kind of beautiful to see that you have found a different kind of duality. Yeah. You know, like you said, like with the the shoes and the yoga, and now it's like helping Andy and also having your own coaching business and both of those being in extreme alignment. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's really beautiful to witness um, and to see like, and to hear how it came full circle for you. I mean, I've heard that like you applied for that position, I but I never really knew much of like what you used to do and how you've gotten to here. And I think that is um, a big piece of why I interview people for this podcast, because you were in New York, you were in Maine, you moved to Florida And you've been through so many different stages of life and you've been able through those, what I'm sure have been dark times where you left your whole life behind, you had to care for your family. You know, you also had to make ends meet. There's a lot of different things that you're juggling. However, you've still been able to slowly find your way in creating a life that works best for you, where you feel alive, where you feel like you're passionate about things, where you feel like you're fulfilling a purpose and healing other women. And um, I think a lot of people have difficulty in believing that they can create a life 
for themselves like that. And um, before, you know, I've always been Mrs. Motivation, but before I like changed the show title to Mrs. Motivation, it was Second Chance Dreamers. And to me, I like still love that saying because it's like you took a second chance on yourself. Yeah. Like we have this one life to live and like why feel like you're living it for somebody else. So it's really beautiful that like you've been able to be on this journey for so long and then come to a place where um, just as a wit, I've been able to witness you shine so bright and it's like you have this cool way about it too when I first met you you you're very quiet I was also very quiet um and I don't know like there's just like a different energy about it about you about just like anybody that comes into these circles it feels like goes through something that they need they find something that they need within them and um it's just nice to see how you've been able to transform your life in this regard and in turn help transform so many lives um of so many other women yeah 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 that's i mean it's powerful i mean it's also too um like the integration of it all. Like I am a very slow integrator. It's taken many years. I mean, I mean, we're talking a span of like 16, 17 years to feel in this space. Um, and what's kind of happening now, I know is a tribute to all of those experiences, you know, working in small businesses and figuring it out and doing the spiritual work and, you know, working for the shoe company and all the lessons that were taught there. It's like, I, I mean, it's true what they say, like, we can't really rush the healing process and you can't really rush your directive either. Um, And it's in that like integration and belief of, of maybe not knowing exactly what it is, but believing in something that's going to keep pulling or moving your needle forward has probably been like the biggest thing. Cause I look back on some of this, I mean, some of the stuff I'm doing now, I'm like, Oh, I learned that then in that season for a reason. Yep. And that's where I'm like, I feel super grateful or like that relationship came up during that time to teach me that thing at that moment so that I could apply it today or whatever, you know? Um, and so even though I did feel and could connect so deeply of like building something for someone else, I also, um, I never stopped either, I think. And I don't, you know, we don't give ourselves enough credit too, where you're just like, you want it so badly, uh, that you're missing, sometimes you miss out on those like little moments or you're not as graceful in in being in the gratitude of those moments yes because we let them just bypass um so everything that we've talked about today has been like led up into this like embodiment of little right actions over and over and over and over again and making the decision of like where those paths lead to because it's all available to us it's just 
exactly integrating it and letting your it land I think in your body which is the biggest thing I've learned about for many years I mean I never took care of myself like when I was running around being crazy and traveling for like 36 40 weeks out of the year I was definitely not taking care of myself um baths quiet time were not like a thing and when I started doing that and saying like and that's really just in the last year since like the pandemic started of being like, I really need to start taking care of myself even more. Right. Um, so that's helped like really compound that space or collapse that time to then show up and say, you know, I want to serve in a, in some kind, I just want to serve. I want to be supportive and serve. And I think it's funny because if you asked Andy about our first couple of calls, um, that's exactly what I was saying I wanted to do. And we joke that like, I was always telling her like, this was going to happen. Um, and like, if I look back or watch those old replay calls that this was always going to happen, we just didn't know it was her, that it was the oh, time I was doing. Um, but something really powerful and something for your listeners to take away too, for those who maybe don't feel like it's possible or don't feel like it's um, like achievable in the moment is start like really thinking about it, like take it seriously. Like, what do you want to call in? What do you want to create? Um, what does like your perfect day look like? I remember that activity night. I don't know why I'm being told to tell you this, but that activity so clearly, because I remember writing down like to the minute to the day of like, what I would love to call in and seeing it like written out of like from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed when none of that was the case, like none of that was happening in my, in my life. Um, I started pulling in one thing at a time over time, over time. So it'd be like something so silly. Like I knew the feel, it always felt good to like have the bed made. Yeah. (laughs) I was, and it was something I like, wasn't doing. Cause I was like rushing off to work or rushing off to the next thing or rushing off to go travel or whatever. So I was like, I really want to just start making the bed and like having that be the thing. And so I started just making the bed. And then once I got like a, a routine down for that with no pressure either, like if I didn't right. make the bed on Tuesday, no like, right. I'll make it on Wednesday, like whatever. Right. But I was training my mind and my body to believe in the things that I said I wanted to do and so then it was like all right what else can we call in like I want to um you know I want to take a few moments in my day wherever I am to just like step outside and feel the sunshine and just be grateful for two minutes you know so I started doing that and then it was like more the more and more I was calling in the things the more and more the perfect day was like appearing in my life So, I mean, it's a really simple activity, but it starts planting the seeds and then you get to decide what you want to water and what you want to grow and what you want to come upon. And then also being really specific in that too is so important because, you know, we can call in so many things, but, you know, when we're specific with the universe and we say, Hey, like, I'm ready for you to start showing up in this capacity. Like, what does that look like? Um, and then trust obviously is the biggest, <laughs> yeah. it's the biggest part in like yourself. And you really have to build that muscle of, of trusting yourself and trusting those nudges and trusting um, your gut when it's telling you 
to do the thing or, you know, hire the person or do the course or listen to the podcast or whatever. Um, and, and trusting that that's the right decision for you. Right. In that moment. And leaning into that, just yeah. moving with it. Yeah. I think that's beautiful advice. Yeah. I'm just so honored that you shared all of that with me today. Yeah, I am. So why don't you um, share a little bit about what you offer, where people can find you, that sort of thing. Well, currently right now, um, we are enrolling for the Soulful Embodiment Facilitator Program, which Christina is a graduate of. Um, it is a program that has evolved and changed and developed over the last year. We now have 80 facilitators uh, teaching these, this immersion, these immersion experiences. Um, we have about 32 or 35 soul flow embodiment facilitators, which are teaching the modality of soul flow, um, which is the, it's a beautiful, beautiful practice that really does get you out of your head and into your body. So we have, I think about, I was just talking to Andy this morning, I think there's about six spots left, which is wild. It is wild. Super crazy. And I know um, she, I know it's going to fill up. And that closes, enrollment closes when again? Uh, it's May 11th 11th. Um, or May 10th. We start May 11th. Okay. And um, it's, uh, it's hard to put into words the program in and of itself. It's a whole year long container of these types of conversations of your own healing modalities while also being taught how to lead. It's um, your own evolution, first and foremost, holding space, energy management, all that things. We dive into monetization and how to actually do the things, the how-tos, obviously soul flow. And um, it's just so so much more, so yes. much more. It's really hard to describe. It's like a whole other, we should do another whole other podcast episode just oh. based on soul flow because it really is amazing. So yeah. Amazing. So we have that going on right now. Um, and then I'm mostly um, over on the Instagrams. That's my favorite platform. I get a lot of creative. I get to be totally creative on that space um, at Kristen Coulterman. And yeah, I'm just, um, I'm figuring out too, like different things. I'm around so many beautiful facilitators. I mean, a joy of my life is supporting this work and supporting these types of conversations and these types of containers. Cause I've seen women radically transform, you know, their lives and their experiences and not in a way that's like, um, that anything was wrong before. It was just that they've stepped more in into the embodiment of who they are. And when you see like that light switch go off, it is just, it's really inspiring and super impactful. And so my like mission, my joy is to help others create and run these like containers profitably for their people. I'm a details gal. It's the, the Details are like my my jam, my thing. And so I love creating and diving into all of the logistical pieces of that. Um, That's really where I thrive in a lot of the work I do with Andy when we're planning her, you know, 
big mastermind retreats or we're, you know, talking about her virtual experiences. We dive into all of the logistics of organization. And sometimes, you know, our spiritual sisters are really good in the vision, really good in the ideas and, you know, need a little helping hand with the the details and, and the layering of that. So that's like where I come in. I love solutions. I love spiritual solutions. And so I always have space available for my sisters, uh, to come in and do sessions or rip about stuff. And, um, I love the creation and the ideas of things and then figuring out, you know, what are the steps? Like, what are the next things that are in alignment with you that are going to feel really good for you that are going to be uh, that we can build upon. And, uh, I've seen it. I mean, I am in completely in the back end of Andy's business and the things that she's been able to create are girl. They are just, no, I'm like, I gotta hire you. I got a women's (laughs) event that I am trying to put together in June, but like, I is the first one for me, you know what I mean? So I need a details gal. Like I need, like, I have a venue, but like, do you think that I have like a sign up? Like, I don't have the things yet. So I need the thing. So I need you. I need someone like you. Yeah. You're um, beautiful at what you do. Um, and I, again, want to say thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me and sharing your story and, giving advice to people who I know need it, um, in whatever moment or phase they are in their life. Um, so just thank you so much for that and, um, stay tuned for the next episode of Mrs. Motivation. Of course you could find me all the time on Instagram, mrs.motivation. Um, new episodes are coming every Thursday at 10 AM. I promise. The season is going to be amazing. I am going to post so consistently and you're going to love each and every guest that come on. So thank you for sticking with me and supporting me. And I love you guys. And I will check you later.